Welcome back to episode 15 of 643 Podcast, presented by Thirsty Goat Entertainment. My name is Taylor Shaw, and oh, you didn't know, your ass better call somebody. And this man here, he goes by the name of Blakey Biceps, and his arms are so big, he can't even turn to wipe his own ass. We got some holes in this house. <laughs> then we got my man Ethan Turner. He throws two seams and he plays with your heartstrings. Damn, you stole mine. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> Well, you got a wet ass pussy. We got, we got some wet <laughs> ass pussy. You guys ain't heard that song? Go look up that music video. Uh, that is the song of hype the song of the summer, late summer right now. Uh, well, if you're a baseball fan in the world, you are officially an Oakland Athletics fan. Yes. Let's just get that out right now. I kind of was before now. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, right. I'm I all think in. Everyone baby. loves the in. story of the Oakland A's to begin with, a small market club who finds success, but now you're fighting the Astros, the dirty dick beater Astros. Not even just the Astros, the piece of shit fucking hitting coach. Yeah, fuck that guy. Alex Citrone, <laughs> fuck him. Well, let's just go ahead. Does he might want to take a take a shot at explaining if if people don't know? I gotta pretty good breakdown okay guys don't. Go, go for it. it all right so two days prior the young astros pitcher castellanos hits laureano so two days after that which was what two two days ago i guess was this was a sunday was it i think it was saturday's game was I don't, saturday's game don't quote me on that but okay. i think it was, it was over the weekend well anyways two days later brandon bailey's on the mountain for the astros and he had previously been traded from the A's to the Astros for Ramon Laureano, which if anybody knows, Ramon Laureano's probably he's arguably one of the best center fielders stud. in baseball. Like he's fucking good. Well, Dave Stewart had done a video talking about how unbelievable it was for the Astros to get swindled by the A's for giving up Laureano, and he quoted saying, "Houston, thank you once again, you cheaters." And somebody had quoted that and put it on Twitter, and Brandon Bailey was pity enough to actually like that. Tweet. Yeah, I saw that. Right. So, anyways, back up. He's on the mound. Brandon Bailey drills Laureano with a 91-mile fastball right in the shoulder. Well, his next at bat, the Castellanos kid who had hit him two days prior comes in the game, and he drills him with a 78-mile-an-hour slider. Probably didn't hurt quite as bad, but it had no break on it. So... Laureano's pissed off. He's walking to first base, and he's kind of out of anger trolling the pitcher, and he's looking at him. He's snapping his wrist. He goes, this is how you throw a slider. He's like, just snap he's it He's like, off. snap your wrist. He says, yours is too flat. It has no movement. Basically telling a major league pitcher how the fuck you throw a slider because it had no break and drilled him right in the shoulder. So he ends up getting down to first base, and the ump's like, you good? And he's like, yeah, man, I'm good. Like, fuck this, whatever. Well... Meantime, Astros hitting coach Alex Centrone starts talking a bunch of shit to Laureano. And he's like, you want to fucking go? And then he just ends up taking off after him. He took the very first step, and Laureano's like, well, I ain't going to take this shit. So he throws his helmet off. He said, let's fucking go. And then they get into a big old fucking scuffle. And Me- Yeah, meanwhile, this fucking Centrone guy. Oh, yeah. He just fucking, the- he gets out onto the, he takes like two steps off the, the top step of the dugout. And then, like, three players, Houston players, get in front of him, and then he just starts backpedaling. Yeah, like they a make a bitch. whole wall for him, and then he didn't even get involved in the scuffle at all. He wanted no part of it. No. And and take it for what it is, but rumor has it 
He was talking a bunch of shit about Loriano's mom, which... That's also what I heard. Yeah, and apparently, I didn't know this, but in Latin culture, that's like a big fucking no-no. Like, that's the worst possible thing you can say. Fuck Latin culture, you don't do that shit here. No, I mean, you don't talk about my mom here, but apparently they take that shit a whole nother level. Yeah, I mean... I do think it's... That dude's a piece of shit. Which I get words are words, words, but past that, he also, like, took the first step. He instigated the whole fucking thing, really. Yeah. Because when you get hit twice in the same game, three times in the same series... I'd be pissed. You deserve to be Talking shit about the moms, and then you take the first step to initiate it. Right. To a fucking player. Yeah. And if you... You kind of got it coming. And if you want to know how shitty of an organization the fucking Astros are, for one, MLB suspended Citroen for 20 games. It's the biggest Which, suspension. Hell yeah. By, yeah, yeah, good. Right. Fuck him. Longest suspension for a man or for a coach all time. But if the Astros wanted to prove, like, hey, we want to clean up our culture a little bit, get a better reputation, they should have spit in his fucking ass for the whole season before MLB even made a statement. Mm-hmm. But that just goes to show how low and shitty the fucking Astros are that they didn't do shit about it. Like... The yep. manager should at least come out and be like, hey, yeah, we're fucking wrong. Sorry about that. And team then, owner. If I was the team owner, I'd fucking be like, hey, pff, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And Laureano got, I mean, he got suspended six games, and I get we're in a pandemic, and this was like the big fucking no-no, you don't do this shit. But what was he supposed to do? He literally, the dude took off after him. In my, my opinion, he was defending himself. He had every right to be fucking mad. Yeah. I think Laureano, I think the six games probably get reduced. I, I would hope so because he's going it, to appeal anyways. Because um, in a sixty game season, six games—that's that, a lot. That's a tenth of your fucking season. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, but I think they definitely had to start somewhere with Loriano because just because of the COVID thing, you have to do it. Right. Um, but just to kind of go back on Centrone. He deserves every bit of that twenty, and I wish that they would have got more. But yeah, I mean, fuck that guy. Uh, he's a piece of shit. And I'd, I'd never talk about another man's job, but, you know, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if we never saw him in a oh, major yeah, league dugout. No. I'm surprised Joe Kelly didn't get eight games again for that. <laughs> <laughs> I did see someone but, share I mean, that. Do they, even, do they even need a fucking hitting coach? Because, I mean, they got the technology. <sighs> Clearly they do. Have you seen those fucking oh, averages this year? Oh, oh yeah. God. Altuve. That's what happens now when that you take they have to play away. honest baseball. Oh, they're fucked. Sucks, doesn't it? Hey, speaking of the A's, though. And it kind of ties into Loriano because I was going to ask Dude, how much does this like hurt him if he is out six games? Uh, the A's, hottest team in baseball with maybe your Cubs up there? Yeah, Padres up there too. Padres for sure. I'd say, um, oh, oh, you know who else? The Twins are good right you know now too. Everybody's been sleeping on? I slept on? You guys slept <laughs> the on? The Marlins? Fucking Rockies. And the Rockies? The Rockies. Rockies, yep. But yeah, back to the A's. I mean, losing Loriano is going to hurt, but... Dude, they're fucking rolling. Six, six games, though. I think the way they're playing right now, it's I not think, all. Loriano. Yeah, it's not like, all. Yeah, it's like, the entire squad. Like, yeah, I think it'll be fine. They'll, yeah, they'll Chapman be okay. is fucking defense, offense, whatever. And I'm pretty. Canna, I'm pretty sure he flies the plane to the fucking airport for them. Canna can step in for Loriano. He's no Loriano, but he's a good fill-in piece while Loriano serves his suspension. And I think. Right now, if you took that A's like future for the World Series, right, you're look you're looking pretty positive right now. Yeah, they're uh, they're hot. Yeah, I, they're yeah, for real. They're fun to watch too. God, fun I fun baseball they, team. I would like to see them win that division. And uh, uh, their pitching, yeah, I think was going quite unnoticed. Oh, uh, yeah, in the preseason yeah. and off season, they yeah. slept on a little bit. Who uh, anybody picked them None to win the West? 
One of y'all did. I did. I didn't pick him to win the West. I don't know. No, I think I picked him to had, make the playoffs. All three of us had the Astros. Yeah. I had Astros winning it, Angels. And you know what? Sneaking Thank, in. I'm fine with them making me look like a fucking idiot because fuck that. Oh, yeah. Fuck that organization. Oh, I'm more than happy with If them. they get in and or win the division, hell yeah. Like, I just thought the Astros would have a better season because there's no fans to like troll them, basically. Yeah, you Astros, know what I mean? Astros are three games under 500 right now. Really? Hell yeah. Yeah, but the sad thing is, is Texas is seven and nine, who's in second place. So aside from True. Oakland dominating, everybody else is kind of shitty. Where are the Angels? Just as a. <laughs> They're fourth, Listen to I think. the rest of the division. Texas seven and nine, Houston seven and ten, Angels seven and eleven, Seattle seven and twelve. Okay, so so every team has seven losses or seven wins and multiple. Everyone's losses. like right there. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, the A's are hot. I hope they stay hot um, because you're fun when you don't fight the Astros, but now you're fighting the Astros. So now we all just love you. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's just how it goes. Yeah, it, anybody that's gonna have uh, beef with the Astros this year is gonna. A lot of baseball fans are gonna like you. But, Blake, you just mentioned sleeping on the Rockies. Yeah. And let's talk about an absolute menace in the batter's box right now, Charlie Blackman. Dude's killing it. As of yesterday, he was hitting 500. I looked today. He's or, still hitting 500. I looked it up this morning. He's He has. But they played a day game, right? Yeah. Oh, they, okay. He's 479 after today. Damn. Or, yeah. But when, still. He had like 30. 36 base hits, I think, when I right. looked this morning. He was 36 and 62 at bats. Right. And I was just like, good. Because I was like, did, I was like, did he start the whole year? And I was like, he had to have. And I went and looked. Like, he's got 62 at bats, so it's not right. like he's mm-hmm. scrubbing and there just came like, in no, hitting 500. No, he's not. There was talks like, can somebody maybe hit 400 in a 60-game season? And I now, think so. Now Blackman's like, fuck it, I'll hit 500. Watch <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely on like a heater right now, no doubt about it. Um but, you know, if you go back and look at Blackman throughout kind of his his later career, because yeah. he got hot, like, late in his career. Yeah. Because um, he's kind of old, right? I yeah, mean, and he's a career average of, like, 307. Like, right. And dude's always hitting, like, consistent 330s. Exactly. That's what I was going to bring up. Like, if there's a dude who could do it, he's been hitting for yeah. high averages yeah. for years now. I had seen talks originally where, like, maybe him and maybe Yelich were, like, the two that would possibly do it. Not Yelich. Fuck no. Yeah, Yellow's out of that now. Well, the funny thing is, there was rumors before that the Brewers were also stealing signs. Yelich, back when he was with Miami, was one of the worst breaking ball hitting or hitters in baseball. He goes to Milwaukee, and all of a sudden he's leading the league on breaking balls. Well, after all that shit was said, guess who's back at the bottom on breaking balls? Yelich. Not saying Never he's know. cheating, but yeah. if the shoe fits, man. Never know. He, uh, but back to Blackman here. Um, I was going to pose the question. Do you, I mean, do you think the 400 is like a realistic thing for him? I won't, for him, absolutely. I don't know about it realistic. I think it's possible because with the 60-game season, you know, you go on uh, like a one for 20 little stretch that hurt in a in a <laughs> in a regular like a regular 162 games well you look at the overall picture that's not going to hurt you that as much correct because you have way more at bats but if he goes cold for like a week he'll see that 400 average drop to 395 or three very quickly very fast and then most guys once they hit a certain point like you don't see averages like go like a roller coaster. It usually f- flattens it's gonna out. It's going to find. And find there. Yeah. So, 
I, I want to see him do it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, That'd be, be great. Cool. I'm going to say he doesn't. He hit 314 last year. His, the worst year he's had in a while was the uh, 2018. He had 291. And then 17 and 16, he went 331 and 324. If he keeps this pace going, as long as he's kind of a half-assed decent player, he's going to stay at 400. Well, let me tell you this. How do you feel about the percentage point of 10%? Just in general. Like, what, like if you had a 10% chance at anything, like, would you feel good about it? No. Negative. That's what um, a writer for either MLB.com or ESPN.com put together based on um, the time that he gets rest because he doesn't play every single game and the at-bats that he would probably average out to end up at the season. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's speculation. If dude goes on a heater, he goes on a heater. Right. Right. But they, they did come out and say, like, based on at-bats, opportunities he would have, and the, just kind of like the trajectory, 10% chance that he would end with a 400 batting average, which I thought was really crazy. I'm surprised it's that small. Not, that's what I said, because he's at 500 right now, and I know we're still early, but I was like, damn, only 10% chance? But I mean, you know, those are just. We're only eight. Well, what helps stats. him? What helps him is that he doesn't have to travel outside of the West, and you know, like you get into smaller ballparks. You know, some of right. those some of those hits you get out west are not going to be hits in a smaller ballpark. Like, there's a lot less ground that you have to cover. Like, he gets to play in the biggest ballparks out there, so he can right. spray the ball wherever but, he wants to. Mm-hmm. But he is a contact hitter more than a power hitter, so I'm not even talking about. He just doesn't power. really aim for the gaps a bunch. I mean, if he's. I'd say it's a little bit easier to hit. If it's, the opportunity is better in the West to right. hit for a better average. But here's one way to look at it. If he's going to hit 400, he's at 479 now. Say he cools off just a little bit and he hovers right around 400. We're 18 games in, so we'll, hypothetically we'll just say he's at 420 games in. He's going to have to average 400 for 40 games and 400 again for 60 games. So for three 20-game stretches, he's going to have to average 400 each time. Now that you break it down like that a little bit – it's pretty fucking tough. It is tough. And I kind of want to, you know, hit on that a little bit too and say that I understand when you look at a 400 batting average in a 60 game season off the top, like when you think of it on the surface, you're like, well, that's kind of easy to do. Not really. No, <laughs> not, not no. really. You no. have to, the entire time you have to be on point. You can't have a, you can't have a cold streak. No, you cannot have a cold streak. I'm not going to say it's more impressive. I don't think that at all, but it's still just as impressive to hit 400 in a 60-game season. Let's say, you know, you're going to average three to four at-bats a game. You know, on a weekend series, three-game series, you're looking at, I don't know, 12 to anywhere from 10 to 15 at-bats. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll say just we'll just say that he gets 10 because, you know, they're not scoring very much. You know, you're not getting up to the plate. That means you have to get four hits every three days. For the rest of the season, that's not easy. No, <laughs> not <laughs> easy at all. Not easy. Yeah, and I've even I pulled up some numbers. So since two thousand two, the highest averages in the, the team's first sixty games, the closest to it was last year, twenty nineteen. Cody Bellinger hit three seventy six, which is still quite a far bit off the mark. Oh yeah. So and then Mookie three fifty nine. I mean, technically, if you break it down, I'm not. This is just kind of off the top of my head. You're almost averaging a base hit a game. Yeah. Oh no, I was wrong. I was reading this. This was in around. This was chronological that. order. I'm wrong. 2008, Chipper Jones hit 409 in his first 60 games. It's possible. Like well, I said, it is possible. No I doubt just, about it. Realistically, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. I mean, that'd be sick. 
It really would. I would like to see him do it. That kind of brings. I, I really like Charlie Blackman. Oh, I, I'm I'm a huge Blackman fan. So 2008 Chipper hit for 409 in his first 60 games. What do you guys think he finished the year at? Wait, what, 162 what was it? game season, normal season. Chipper started at 409. He started in at 409 his first 60 games in. I'm just trying to translate what this Correct. means what for year? a full season. 2008. Eight. So he was. When did he retire? He was 36 this year. He retired like what, 2010, 11? 12. 12. Started at 409. 36. Yeah, started 409 in his first 60 games. I want to say he. 321. I want to say he ended at 292. Oh, God. 364. Oh, damn. Led the league that year. Okay, Chipper. That, that, that was yeah. his MVP. That's a hell of a year. I was just going to say that he just fell off, but I don't know. Yeah. I just it, wild dude, guess. His slugging percentage was four, or no, his on base plus slugging, 470. Led the league. God. <laughs> Chipper was a beast. Yeah. He was. He yeah. was. Well, let's stay out west, right? Because we would Sling be. Sling it out west. Sling it out west. Hell of a song. Uh, we would be wrong to not mention this dude absolutely making a statement this year. Uh, everyone, welcome to the Fernando Tatis Jr. show. Oh, yeah. I'm on the train. Absolutely. Random fact about his father. Do you know he's the only player in Major League Baseball to hit two grand slams in the same inning? Yes, I knew that. Did it for the Cardinals. Yeah. Hey, look at that. So That's the, blood, the bloodline, the bloodline's there. <laughs> bloodline strong. So yeah, he's uh, he's only twenty one years old. Uh, he's batting. So this year he's batting three thirty three, eight home runs. He's hit six in his last eight games. In uh, during that stretch, he hit a uh, home run a four game straight. And then he, he's an all around player. He's got eighteen RBI and also five stolen bases. And he's leading the entire league in WAR right now. He's bringing back that. Fucking badass shortstop, like role. True. Yeah, because like, you don't hardly see it that much. It's more like you're more seeing more defensive shortstops now in the game, right. and you're not seeing those Barry Larkin type, you know, get out there and hit the shit out of the baseball. And but here we are, and I'm all about it. No, Tatis, um, he's just like the all around guy. Can he field? Check. Yep. Can he hit? Check. Four yep. power. Can which, he? Yeah. Four power. Which even is a middle average? infielder that's not super <laughs> power. Cool. Average. Whatever you want. He check. Steal, check. Steals bases. Steals base. Check. Can is he, he field? <laughs> check. Does I he mean, bring swag to the game? <laughs> Double check. check. <laughs> Eighteen games in, he's already got a WAR of one point three. Leads the entire league right now. Yeah, I mean the dude is just fun to watch. Uh, Twenty two years old. Twenty one. Twenty one years old. Yeah. Yeah. He got um, drafted or signed as, as sixteen years old as an international league player. Yeah, just incredible stuff. Um, and this is kind of—I think he was pretty good last year as well. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this feels this feels like a coming out party for Fernando Tatis. To give you an idea of how good Tatis is, uh, how good he is, his career numbers through a hundred career games, which is four hundred forty-four plate appearances. His slash line is three twenty, three eighty-five. 625 with 30 home runs and 20 stolen bases. He's the first shortstop to hit 30 more home runs in his first 100 big league games. Also, he's the first shortstop to have 20 stolen bases in his first 100 games. He's a beast. That's how fucking good this guy is. And the best part about it is that the White Sox, or the who signed him, yeah. and at 17 years old, they traded him for Eric Johnson and James Shields, 
who ended up going to Chicago and was a fucking nightmare. I remember you uh, you mentioning that to yeah. us. So that brings up my question to you guys, because <clears throat> these are both kind of recent trades. Which trade to you is worse? Knowing that you had Tatis and you traded him for a couple uh, guys in a playoff push that are no longer even on your team, you didn't win the World Series, or knowing that you're the shit-ass Pittsburgh Pirates and you traded Chris Archer, or, yeah, you got Chris Archer in a trade for Tyler Glass now and Austin Meadows, who are both dominating the rotation in Tampa Bay, thinking that they're getting an ace out of Archer. That's because that's when Pittsburgh started off the season hot. Yeah. I, I think, was it last year they traded for him? No, yeah. it was the year before. Yeah. They started out good, and they're like, oh, shit, we might be able to do this, so let's get it. We're missing that stud ace pitcher. Let's go get Chris Archer. And, you know, Tatis was still young when the White Sox traded him. Correct. So I'm going to say that. And Glassnow and at Meadows. Glassnow was already right there. They both had big league experience. Yeah. I'm going to say the the Pirates trade is worse. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I agree. I think in retrospect, what you know now, I feel worse about letting Tatis go. Right. But, you know, one of those, it's young talent. Because Glassnow, although he is a stud and we've, we've complimented that Ray's starting rotation many times on here, uh, still a lot to prove. I don't think he's he's shown you that he's going to dominate the league anytime soon. And Austin Meadows is a um, above average player. But let's look at it right this now. way: you want to say what you know now about Tatis? Look at Chris Archer; he's done. True, gone, absolutely. That he might suck. not even play ever again. Right, and but you even might have when he was one healthy. of the best shortstops in a decade. True, but I'm um, you get the best shortstop in a decade or two players that are going to help your ball club more than Chris Archer not being there. So it's tough. Or it's, you give a generational talent up for two guys that were rentals. That's true. It's and Eric Johnson. Know, honestly, I don't even know who the fuck Eric Johnson is. And who honestly, I remember James Shields. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, who are those guys? James, James Shields, Shields actually <laughs> that year had a huge year for the Padres. Yeah. yeah. He was and killing they, it. Yeah, he was good, but he was a veteran. He was like fucking 33 right. years old or some shit at the time. White I mean, Sox making a playoff raising, push. Raises like their and their rotations, you know, like hell. Back when, um, what's shit? White hair or Madden was their manager. Yeah, I mean they had David Price, James Shields on that rotation. Like they 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 know what to do down there with pitching for some reason. Yeah, right. So and look at Glass now. I mean, I mean yeah, and then they had Chris like, Archer and he was like okay with the Pirates, but not doing what he is now. I would, yeah, but I would definitely solid agree with that. He's a number two in most rotations, I would say. I would agree with that. But, yeah, I think I would be sick to my stomach if I was a GM behind either of those trades. I mean, I get the White Sox trade. But looking at I, – I was wondering what the Pirates were fucking doing when they traded him anyway. Like, that just jumped – I was like, Chris Archer is okay, but, I mean, you're – I'm going to be honest with you. When Glassnow was there, when they traded him for that, I'm kind of like, Damn. They really took the bait to take him for Archer, because yeah. Archer, when he was in Tampa Bay, was he was killing. Elite. It. He was elite. Yeah, he was. But, but now, now looking on it, you're kind of like. Eh. But watching, you know, being in the division with the Pirates and just seeing their organization, like I knew as they a, cannot develop talent. Yeah, I knew that all. they needed more help than just an ace pitcher. And then Glassnow could have been their ace. Would have been their ace. I kind of think they were just feeling out, seeing what they could get. And then the Rays, they knew Archer was 
what he have like that was his last year his contract I think yeah and they they threw him on the trade block and Pittsburgh's like oh shit you mean we can get a name that puts some ass in the seats all right let's do it and now we'll get him typical Pittsburgh fashion yeah I mean both are tough um, I do think I still side with that Tatis trade yeah because um, a good speaking, middle infielder is tough anyways yeah and this guy I mean. He, he's probably going to be better than Lindor. And that's saying something. I would say yes. His ceiling is definitely much higher. I, I would say yes. And based on what we've seen early in his career already. Right. Well, I at said, a younger age. Well, I said he's only had a, a, through 100 career games. 162 is a full season. Yeah. Imagine if you're a shortstop hitting 333 with 30 home runs and 20 stolen bases in one season. Right. That's yeah. MVP level. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, no. I was going to ask you this. Um, with – with Tatis being where he is at the Padres, came via trade, obviously. Uh-huh. We understand that. Would this be an indictment of the league, or do you think it's good for the league that, in my mind right now, that I could probably put 80% on it, maybe even more, that Fernando Tatis, when he's a free agent in 2025, is not a San Diego Padre player? I will 100% go with you. All he's in. not. Do you know why? Because he's going to be a Yankee. He's going to be a Red Sox yeah, player. He's going to be a Mets player. I he's going to be a Cubs player. He's going to be – But name it. Name the big uh, Dodgers. The Padres – I get that, but there's a trend that's been happening lately. It happened with Acuna. You offer a guy that's, that's extremely true. young, years before his contract's up, you take a risk as an organization, and you offer him a huge contract right now, Luis Roberts, same way. You offer him a $100 million contract right now. Say, hey, he's 21 years old. You can either play out your contract and maybe get 200 plus, risking an injury, or hey, or take it now. we're willing to gamble because that's what they did with Acuna. Acuna, I, when he got signed, I was in disbelief. He took a $100 million deal. It, I, I want to say it was like seven years because he was it was like a rookie. They knew his talent was there. If I'm the Padres – this season, I, I offer him a $100 million contract right now. Lock him up. I mean, Do they have the money right now, though? They've got a lot of money tied up in Machado. Yep. They got probably some pitching. They've got some money tied up yep. in, I'm assuming. That's unless that's, uh, unless sure they're all Myers small contracts. Old dude from the Royals. Uh, Hosmer. Yeah, they got Hosmer, money tied up in got, him. He got a $100 million deal. <clears throat> so if I, don't I, know, I just know. If they have the money, I'd definitely see your scenario playing out. But I'd be pushing some pennies uh, to make it or happen. Or trade. Think when these big clubs come via trade, how attractive that is when big clubs come with all these prospects that they have. Because the Padres have been one of those teams where they can't keep talent. Like right. it just They just keep cycling it out. Because, I mean, you're out, they're out there in California trying to compete with the Dodgers, you know, the Angels. And think about Tatis on a personal level. Do I want to play with the Padres or do I want to go do I want to go be a Yankee? I want to sit do like, I want to go be But the thing is if you look the trend is actually going out west. There's a lot of guys Most going out west. Most of the MLB talent is making its way to the west coast. There's a lot of Mookie's talent out okay, there. but like would you want to play for the Padres or the Angels? I mean, I'm not playing for the fucking Padres, but you know. <laughs> that is a nice <laughs> I mean, ballpark, I will say. Yes, I've heard great things. Did you say Padres or Angels? Yeah, I. I mean, I wasn't gonna say Dodgers because that's the obvious. You no, would play Dodgers. I would be Padres. I think the Angels. I get they have Mike Trout, but there's nothing intrigues me about that ballpark, that team. 
I don't know. And plus, I kind of like the uniforms of the it's Padres. A, it's a lifestyle thing, they too. Do. Like, do you want the L.A. lifestyle, or do you want to, like, kick back a little bit and, and chill, chill in yeah. San Diego? I, listen, I, I don't, I'm not really arguing for one or the other. I just think it's always been this way. We're like, hey, Padres, you better enjoy them now Yeah, while you got them. Well, they did get... 20 years of Tony Gwynn. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I had Tony Gwynn. So <laughs> That's true. Like, <laughs> that kind of sucks, know. right? <laughs> Arguably the greatest hitter of all time, and you can't win a World Series with him. No, I mean, a it, it, hell of a talent. And, you know, if I hope he if does they stay keep out him. there. I think, he's, I think, honestly, I'm not a Padres guy, but I think them being competitive is good for baseball. I think if you see those guys stay out there, you know, your Trouts, your Mookies, which obviously they're going to be there for a while, your Bellingers, yeah. um, your Tatises. If they're out there, the MLB definitely needs to figure it the fuck out and find a way to market the West Coast a lot better. Oh, yeah. Because they're just going to waste out there. Well, yeah, when you got some ignorant motherfucker on ESPN saying, is Aaron, or, yeah, is Aaron Judge the face of MLB? <laughs> That's laughable. What? <laughs> Tatis might have a better shot at yeah, that. Yeah, how is this even a fucking discussion? <laughs> And that just goes to show you how little they market Mike Trout because they play games at fucking 10 o'clock at night yeah. and everything else. See, let's just put it this way. Trout if, doesn't help himself out, though, either. No. He is, he is People, kind of He's a, very mundane and yeah. boring. But, I mean, that's who he is. Right. I don't think a, Tees, a, Yankee think, player, a Yankee player will never be the face of the MLB in today's game because, because if you're not a fucking Yankee fan, everybody fucking hates the Yankees. Yeah. Well, I, I thought you were going to go elsewhere with that. The organization is bigger than every single player who plays there. Yeah, that's true. They overcower. Absolutely. Yeah. I, like if you're a Yankees guy, they 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 uh, strip you of everything you are as like a personality, and that's right. just the God given truth. And the funny thing, they all, get rid of everything that you're about, and, and you're you part see, of this like strict Yankees culture that can't like you know stray from the olden times. They can't just, have a fucking beard. They're just fucking stupid with it. And they retire numbers left and right for guys that were not even that fucking good. Yeah. They so have I more mean, retired numbers than I, any other league. I would hate to see Tatis go there. Would hate it. Oh, absolutely. It. I hate seeing anybody go to that team. They'd probably make him cut his hair. He's probably like, fuck you, I ain't doing that. No, absolutely. No, I, I listen, uh, stay swaggy, but... Um, I know you hate Machado, but them batting back-to-back is fucking awesome. <sighs> I like it. Their lineup's pretty scary right now. Oh, yeah. Padres are hot. They're hot. Another hot team. Right. Probably got to watch out for them, too. You know, uh, you were comparing him to uh, Lindor. Yeah. Let's uh, let's hit on those fucking Indians. Ooh, boy. We got us a situation <laughs> in the land. Yes. My goodness. So this might take a little bit to explain, but I don't want to get too depth, you know, too deep into it. Um, Let her ride. So we have a situation of COVID-19 protocols going on with the Indians. We had Zach Plezak, a starting pitcher for the Indians, and Mike Clevenger, starting pitcher for the Indians. Apparently, they went out in Chicago over the weekend when they had their three three game stretch in Chicago. Yeah, I think something so. like that. Yeah, Chicago's fun, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they both went out. Zach, please, Zach, or no, Clevenger gets caught. No, please, Zach. Got please, Zach gets caught coming into the room at three a.m. Right. Clevenger's nowhere to be found, and it just so happens that security footage, uh, basically busted him. Right. Um, and like then, a day later after Plezak got busted, there was a solid 24 hours between. And then Clevenger, being out, flies on the team plane 
right back to I'm assuming Cleveland. Yeah, they went or back, somewhere else. Yeah, they went. They flew back. They made Plezak get in. Plezak like, got a car. Yeah, they put him in like a fucking Nissan Sentra or some shit. Right. So get your ass back to Cleveland. Clevenger, meanwhile, gets to ride the ride in the plane back to Cleveland. They knowing, just, yeah, knowing, he knowing was he had out. been out. He'd Team been has out. no fucking clue. Yeah, yet. no one knows shit. And he's and Clevenger's supposed to start the next day against the Cubs, or not next day, but the following day after that. Next yes. start is him against the Cubs. So just an absolute shit show of like accountability, basically. Yeah, right. Um, and I guess the point that I'll start with is. The Cleveland Indian situation as a whole is completely different because with the Marlins, you got a young team and we, we trashed them. Like I get it. We said, don't be dumb asses, but they kind of all did it. Yeah. Right. They, they were kind of like fucking snakes and went behind people's back right. And shit. The Cardinals story came out. They kind of all went to the casino together and like everybody knew about it. I mean, and you don't see anybody like throwing each other under the bus or anything. There's kind of like, hey, it fucking happened, right? Whatever, right? Nobody's and now, pissed about it. And now we got this situation in Cleveland where it's like people are lying to their teammates. People are, you know, riding on the team plane, knowing they've been out when they definitely shouldn't have been. With breaking a teammate protocol. who's in remission from leukemia, and that's the big issue. That's why this is all different. This is completely different because he got Carlos Correct. Carlos Carrasco? Yeah. yeah. Is that his name? Carlos Carrasco, who is a cancer survivor. He's in the rotation. Same in the rotation, rotation riding the team plane yeah, with you. You think they're like a little bit of camaraderie there amongst the oh, rotation yeah. guys. Right. Uh, you'd think you'd probably tell him. Yeah. Like, hey, dude, I went out. I messed up. Two out of the five guys went out and act like fucking idiots and um, didn't say shit about it. And then your manager has health issues this season and has missed games because of health issues. Yeah. Um. So it's actually completely different with this team because they have so many guys with underlying issues that they could that they could have, you know, life altering effects on. Yeah. And it's just like figure it the fuck out. And then Blake, I know you sent something to me about uh Clevenger's statement. Yeah. But this was like July thirtieth. Yeah, like I thought the dude said all this bullshit. See, I was after, and I was see, really I was, pissed. Yeah, I was wondering like what gave you that idea because I had no understanding of of that statement, and I was like, "Well, fuck, let's see what Taylor's talking about." So I get on the athletics, start looking up, find the date of the article. I'm like, "Okay, well, this had, this was a week and a half ago. This shit just happened like two days ago." It's only well, because then I get it on happened. Twitter. I got on Twitter, and everybody had screenshot that shit. It was like, "Oh, this motherfucker Correct. said this after police had got caught, and after putting the dates together." No, that's Correct. that's misinformation. Correct. It. It looked way worse at first, if you viewed it like that. Yeah, I could see the way you looked at it. Right. Like, oh, what a piece of shit. But still, I think it kind of comes off shitty. Yeah. Like, if you're going to say that, you have to hold yourself accountable, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. It don't play the hero and then be the guy who fucks it up. Well, did you see the video of Police Act? Like, I can't remember who posted it. Something about Cleveland. It's like, oh, oh, it was, no, it was fucking the governor. DeWine or whatever the fuck his name governor is. Governor DeWine, yeah. Yeah, the That's governor accurate. of Ohio. He posted a video with Plesak in his truck saying, yeah, 
Plesak uh, driving around Cleveland reminding people to social distance and stay safe. He's driving around promoting really? social. Yeah, I'll have to find the video. I'll show it to you guys on Twitter. The governor of Ohio did this. This was back in fucking March, and then he pulls this bullshit. Yeah, I mean, if you everybody was retweeting it yesterday, and they're like, "Yeah, that didn't age well, did it?" It's like if you're gonna play one side of the fence, play it. Right. If you're not, don't. Just don't be a fucking hypocrite, man. Exactly. Like, <laughs> just, that's that's the biggest thing here. Yeah, don't be people a hypocrite. Looking, and, people looking for clout, man. And don't uh, maybe lie to your fucking teammates who are sick. Or like, not sick, that was the wrong word, who could have life-altering effects because of underlying issues. Like, it's just ridiculous. Oh, he's showing me the video. Where they have like a... He's driving around in a truck, like talking to people. To sit, they got like a microphone. Governor Mike DeWine says, Cleveland Indian fans, pitcher Zach Plesak and Mike Anthony are practicing social distancing and are going out only when it's essential. They're reminding everyone to do your part and stop the spread and flatten the curve. In this together, Ohio. Yeah. It, it's just like, come on. Man. I guess he realized when he got to the Illinois border... I wish Plesak would flatten the curve on that fucking curveball because, God... <laughs> he fucking destroyed the Reds with that damn thing. Well, luckily for AL Central opponents, mostly the Minnesota Twins, there might be a little turmoil in that Cleveland locker room. Yeah, they're going to be a little little back and forth there for that a little bit, I think. rotation was on historic numbers. Oh, yeah. And two of the five pitchers, who probably are their top two, just fucked everything. Well, I think you have a point there. I think it does hurt chemistry because of what I hit on three times. Now I don't have to repeat it. You you have guys who can, you know, affect. Right. Um, and I think that really throws off chemistry. Yeah. Because you already had Lindor come out, and he had some strong words for him. Oh, yeah. Um, and you had uh, Plutko yeah. come out. He also had some strong words for him, who is a starting pitcher himself in that rotation. And even Tito come out and said, you know, they're going to have to earn trust back. He said it's going to be hard, and I can't say it will happen. Because, you know, all politics aside, you're going to have people that aren't concerned about this shit at all. Correct. And then you're going to have the other opposite end of the spectrum where people are, you know, they're taking this shit 100% serious. They think if you even go to the fucking grocery store without a mask on, whatever, you're going to contract it. You could fucking kill somebody, this and that. And I guarantee there's a little bit of both on that team. So, Oh, just there put, has to be. Put, yo, health, put the health reasons aside. Like, we, we hit on it last week. You control the outcome of the baseball season as a fucking player. Right. True. So, do you want to do you want to finish the season to get fucking paid, or do you want to get suspended, or, or do you do you just want to go home? Right. And, and, and I'm not trying to be biased, but back on the Cubs, the, everybody's in Chicago media has talked about how serious the Cubs has taken this, and how you know they're even on the field they don't fucking give high fives this and that. None of them go out and about because they won a World Series. They're the still to this day the only team in baseball that even when summer camp started up, they haven't had a single case. Right. And I think it speaks for itself. I I don't know I don't know what it is in Cleveland. I mean you would think they of all teams would be the team to take it very seriously. Absolutely. But it's just like Especially and, a and maybe, team at that. Maybe they maybe they're checked out. Maybe that's to the point, like you said, the Cubs, like they understand they have a shot at a World Series this year. Yeah. Do they just not believe and they're just kind of like, fuck it? Or they just, I think, they don't think a 60 game season's that worth important. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the atmosphere overall in Cleveland, not, not attractive. Cause I just saw Trevor Bauer just tweeted something the other day about 
now that he's out of Cleveland, he feels like he can be himself. I feel like maybe they're just like, you know, fuck Cleveland. I don't care. Is this yeah. a Tito thing? I don't know. I, see, I wouldn't say that him being with the Red Sox for as long. That Those teams yeah. under Tito were fun. They were energetic. They loved each other. And, like, they were allowed to express themselves. Okay, could be. I don't think about it. I do think, I think Cleveland's a bland city. It could be like, ownership. Nothing against anybody that's a Cleveland fan or from I, Cleveland. I would, I would range more towards ownership. Yeah. I, I've heard some nobody some horror stories about that. Because even Cincinnati doesn't seem that appealing to me. But for Bauer to be in Cincinnati and say it's completely 180 from Cleveland, that that's got to. I'd say, say ownership. Something. So that that might have something to do with it. You know, they're just like you know, fuck this city. I don't give a shit. You know, I'm just here to play baseball, and whenever my time's up, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I've heard great things about like with so, Bauer. We how all, it's ran. We all thought when he was with Cleveland, he was a little entitled fuck. I mean, he just seemed like a douchebag, but. Clearly, he was a guy held against the ropes with an organization that he did not fucking care for and was willing to pretty much do anything to get out, even if that meant throwing a baseball over a center field wall because you be, got yanked from a game. I'll be interested to see if it blows up, if the Cleveland kind of core here blows up yeah. because of this or maybe just naturally not because of this right. and what comes out afterwards, maybe in like a year or so well, of yeah, like the culture and, and kind of because they went to that world series in 16 and most of that core is still there and even other guys that have stepped up like they have a solid organization like as yeah. far as talent yeah and I'd, you know this could play you look, look at the future lindor's a free agent at the end of the year right oh yeah, yeah. so yeah that that just hurts your so here's lindor this chances. If, you know clevenger will be back next year police sack will be back next year I'm going to go ahead and assume there's going to be some type of protocol for next season, too, because I highly doubt that we this whole thing goes away. Yeah. 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 Lindor's going to be like, you know what? Fuck them. I don't want to be back here with them. So what, do the them? Indians do the Indians trade him now? Because or who's to say police at Clevenger even get back on the team this yeah, year? Yeah, do they even yeah, come we'll back? We'll see. You know, Because, I mean, what if they have a team meeting and, you know. There's a lot of questions up in Cleveland. And that totally right flips the script, right? Yeah. If, they if they're out. Stand, and they say, yeah, they, listen, what, yeah, if you're assholes. Like, Fuck you, you're That's out. That's what I'm saying. But that, it actually improves chemistry. And they for, yeah, and <laughs> it they does. force them to opt out for the season. You know, It does, but it also hurts them. Yeah. Like, they talent-wise. lose talent-wise. Right, so then, right. if you're not going to compete for a World Series, Lindor's not coming back to Cleveland yeah. next year. I'm sorry to it's tell tough. you. It's a mess. Like, we're, we're sitting here talking in circles about a team we don't even follow. Yeah. That's how big of a mess it is. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's, it's I would hate to be a part of that organization at this time. I'd be an Indians fan right now. Well, it sucks because like... Like that, they got the name thing going on. Like there's just a lot of shit going on so in Cleveland right now. Talent. Like they're good. Right, the promise. They were one of the, the best teams in there. baseball three days ago. Yeah. And then this shit happens. Like what the... It's f- like all come... Fucking LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's All because a fault. couple selfish Fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> if LeBron would have stayed water. in Cleveland, the whole atmosphere would have been better. At a fucking dickhead. Clevenger and Plesak could have just drank fucking wine in their hotel room and got drunk together. But no, they got to go to a fucking club. You know, I will say, if I was a major leaguer right now, do you know how fun the hotel parties It'd would be? Getting be? lit. I'd say because surely they just like shut just a floor stay off. in your room. Yeah. And like hang with your boys and just have a fucking night. I got a yep. cons- I got a conspiracy for you. So you guys have seen Happy Gilmore, right? Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. said meet on the ninth green or whatever. Yeah. Right, right. And then he shows up. The sprinklers go off. No one's there. What if the White Sox were like, "Hey, man, we're having a big party down, <laughs> down at this club tonight." <laughs> <laughs> and please, Zach and Clevenger, fall for it. 
No fucking white socks. They're like, what the fuck? Next thing you know, they done destroyed the entire locker room. Oh, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> the white Sox saw one team. They knew they were going to win the division. They saw one team that might take their wild card spot. <laughs> <Right. He> goes, <laughs> Let's get rid of those fuckers. <laughs> they said everybody done seen the Michael Jordan documentary. We can't send him a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get him to go to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, well, you know, let's uh, talk about another uh, club here that we're not too fond of. Yeah. Ethan, you brought this up. I'm going to let you take it away. I had no clue about this. I was just scrolling on Twitter one day, and then like the video popped up. Some guy was like, fucking Garrett Cole couldn't even pull his fingers off of his hat. And I was like, what? And so I like look at the video. He's just standing on the mound, reaches up, does his little hat thing, grabs it. And then when he goes, he to pull it away. His fingers are stuck to his fucking hat and literally <laughs> yeah. almost pulls his hat off his head. I'm like, how the fuck? We got video evidence of this shit. I mean, clear well, as there was, day. There was multiple ones. There was another one where he like brushed his hair over his ear. Yeah. And then went back and he slid his fingers all the way across. And you can just see a glob of shit on his fucking bill. So, pine tar, whatever. I don't know. It might just be fucking hair product. You no. Know, you never know. But why is it not being fucking investigated? What is the protocol? You're with like what you're allowed to do. Substance. Pine tar's out, one hundred percent out. Yeah, you're not allowed any foreign substance other than uh, rosin, rosin. Which rosin. even then, now with COVID, you got to like bring your own rosin bag. And True. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Can't lick fingers. So I notice a lot of guys like Kyle Hendricks. You watch him pitch. He always sticks his hand in his back pocket to rub his fingers. A lot around. of a lot of guys are using sweat off their head. Right. You know, just different things. So it could have been hair. Pro- I don't have. You know, I can't tell you those pine right. tar. But like, but why is it investigated? Why are they not looking at it? Like, you got guys. I'm sure there's pitchers out there that are like, what the fuck? Like, Trevor Bauer, who loves spin rate. You know, guys that are huge spin rate. Sonny Gray, spin rate guys. That are out there busting their ass to improve their spin rate legally. And then you got guys like fucking Garrett Cole, because he's on the damn Yankees, that can just do whatever the fuck he wants. And they're like, oh, I need more spin rate? Here, let me dab my fucking hat real quick. Here, slider. Bitch, hit it. And the Yankees have been known to have pitchers with pine tar on their Oh, absolutely. That, that's very true. Pineda, that was very Pineda. recent. Yes, yeah. Pineda. Twice. He, <laughs> there was video evidence of it on his fucking arm, and everybody was like, hey, he's got pine tar on his fucking arm. Next start, what does he have on his arm again? Fucking pine tar. And then finally, they're like, hey, let's see that shit. So, I mean, and the Yankees are I don't give a fuck if Garrett Cole was pitching for the Miami Marlins. Or the, the fucking Reds. Or the Reds. Yeah. If, if you're using a fucking substance that's banned from baseball to improve the pitch quality, get the fuck out. Go, like, learn to do it. Like, But a lot of the, what they're saying is that players are, like, going for it now because they feel like they're more controlled with the pitch. They're not afraid they're going to get fucking hit in the head. So, they're like, a lot of players are like, ah, we don't give a shit. So, I think that's where MLB is at right now. They're just like... You know, the players don't care. The so players don't care. Well, another thing to think about but is... But still, it's a fucking rule. And the only reason I feel like it's not being a thing is because it's a fucking... The face of a pitching for baseball. And he plays for the damn Yankees. It's always the Yankees with the shit, though. Yeah, there wasn't even a statement about, hey, we looked at it, blah, blah, Yeah, blah. I haven't like, seen nothing about it. No. It got Which got pretty- me to thinking, while you were on vacation, we talked about the Yankees and their sign-stealing bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that report got... It could just slid under fucking the where to go. Gone. Gone. They didn't have to. They never had to release that letter. No, it happens all the time. I looked looked that shit up today, and I'm like, it's with Epstein's testimony. (laughs) It seriously happens every time. I'm like, dude, it is hell. 
I don't care that they're the f- quote unquote poster fucking franchise of the MLB. I don't give a and shit. And they're not. That's the thing. That's what pisses me off. Steinbrenners can get fucked. The whole Yankees organization can get fucked. <laughs> it's just Rob Manfred from being a bitch and not doing anything about it can get fucked. Like I'm tired of. You want to have an advantage? They have the biggest advantage in fucking baseball already. Money. Yeah. So why do you need to do other shit if you can't win with the fucking players you have on the field? Right. You're spending the money on them, not us. Right. Like I'll say one thing, and I'm not backing them up because fuck pine tar. I don't support it at all. But there was a COVID rule in place where your pitchers can't lick their fingers. Okay, then rub your fucking hand through your head. Yes and no. I do think licking your fingers is a big part of pitching. I'm okay with it. On a normal season. Clearly there's a rule, but I don't know. Take a rosin bag out there with you. Fuck. Yeah, but rosin only does so much for you. It doesn't really give you grip. It just dries your hands hands off, which is almost the opposite of what you want. Right, and you want something to be able to grip the baseball better. But I don't know. It's just... But yeah. It's not necessarily the fact like... I don't think I really would have cared that much if Garrett Cole was still in Houston because it's just whatever. But it's just the fact that it's the fucking Yankees and they just keep getting away with stupid shit. Always have. Yeah, and it's just... Always will. You know, and it just got me thinking how far... babies. How far are we going to let the fucking game go? And I've heard a few people call the Astros the Yankees of the West, and I'm like, well, that don't fucking make sense. They got one World Series. And now I'm starting to see it. They're fucking baby too. <laughs> right. Fuck both those organizations. MLB's little babies. No, yeah, I it, it never it never ends with them. It feels like it's just like when something comes up that they might have done something wrong. It's like that teacher's pet situation. No. No, not them. Right. No. They wouldn't do such a thing. It's annoying. It's annoying. Uh but you know, hey, listen. We're uh, how many games in? Twenty? No, right. a few. It varies. It, yeah. from Some like, teams have played well, like yeah, right. you know. for teams who've played every game. Anywhere from like other, unless you're the fucking Cardinals or Marlins, anywhere from like fifteen to twenty, I guess. Yeah, yeah so okay. kind of that range. So uh, let's kind of hit on you know, give a small update on where we stand and and how we're feeling about. How are you feeling about the teams? Uh, anybody want to start her off? I just went on a rant, so I'm just going to make this quick. I was feeling good about the Reds after coming off that uh, Milwaukee series. They went and, go up there and, and went two. And you held your own against the Cubs. Yeah. And then, so I was like, okay. And then they go fucking lose three in a row to Cleveland. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So then they go take two out of three from Milwaukee. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then. We win last night, but it, I was just like, Jesus Christ, figure the fucking bullpen out, like now, because I'm, t- I'm tired of it. It's bad. Worst bullpen in baseball, I guarantee it. Yeah, the Cubs were off the entire weekend because they couldn't play the Cardinals because right. those stupid fucks. And the Cubs gained an entire game on the division Yeah, in the meantime. I'm just, they didn't have to play and gain a game. They got to figure the fuck out. Luckily, they're 16, or, you know, you get eight playoff spots, so my optimism's still there. But if they don't figure that bullpen out, they're done. Is Bell still doing stupid shit? Yes, absolutely. Last night's game. Let's fucking here. You see, you you got me going. <laughs> you you should have shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let's do it. Last night, <laughs> Matt Davidson is DHing. Jesse Winker's playing left field. They're batting fifth and sixth in the lineup. Well, let's just go with this. We'll we'll start the inning off, okay? Uh. 
Castellanos. Yes, Castellanos hits a fucking line drive to center field, gets past the center fielder, ends up on third base, lead off the inning. Runner at fucking third, nobody out. Batting in the two-hole. Joey Votto's up next. Grounds out third. Suarez is next. Strikes out. You fucking three and four hole hitters can't get a guy in from third base with nobody out. Davison comes up. Hits a two-run fucking bomb. Saves us. I'm like, Jesus Christ, thank God. Winker follows him up. Solo shot. Fucking left field. Okay. Okay. Roll to the sixth inning. Matt Davidson gets lifted for a pinch hitter. The Reds are up five to three. Oh, hell yeah, because he just hit two-run bomb. Gets lifted for a pinch hitter. Nice. Winker gets on base, gets lifted for a pinch runner. Fast forward to the fucking bottom of the eighth. Guess what happens? Bullpen blows fucking game. It's 5-5. Guess who's due up? Guess whose spots are due up in the bottom of the ninth? Matt Davis and Jesse Winker, and we got scrubs not even batting 100 fucking in their place. (laughs) Like, I don't know what the fuck David, what goes through his fucking mind. He's trying to get fired. There you go. Just please. Just do it. Save me. The fucking heartache. And Save you the bullet. <laughs> yeah, I'm Save just I'm bullet. done with him. He's he's a fucking idiot. And I hope the organization hears this. I hope David Bell hears it personally. <laughs> Talking to you, Reds. <laughs> Figure it the fuck out, please. But still hopeful. Yeah, I felt like I've, everything's there. It's just when the hell are they going to get going? Like it's either they got offense one night, pitching sucks. The next night, the pitching does really good, and the offense sucks. And that is the magic That's, ingredient right there, man. Yeah. Kind of figure it all out. Make it come together. Well, you know the bullpen's going to fuck it, so we better put up seven or eight runs a game. And it's just not happening. Yeah, that bullpen's atrocious. It's terrible. I don't think there's a player in that bullpen. Well, there was. Last night, Lucas Sims came in. He's like the only guy under a four. Well, ERA. who's the kid they let start the other day? Antone, he's good, too. Yeah, they need to keep him in the pen just because you need pin arms. Yeah. They bring in, like just last night, he brings in just the, the shit that he does. Nate Jones. The guy had one good outing. And then he's like, yeah, he's going to be my eighth inning guy. I'm like, no, the fuck he's not. <laughs> like, get get off your fucking high horse and th- put the guys in the game you know that are going to perform. Lucas Sims pitched really well so far this year. TJ Antone has pitched really well so far this year. Amir Garrett has really pitched well so far this year, except last night he's the guy that, you know, comes in and gives up the two-run home run. It just ha- – like, once in every 10 to 15 games, okay. But if you're throwing guys out there that are constantly doing the same shit every night, I don't know. I'm done with him. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I wasn't going to go off tonight. I was just going to be like, hey, just figure it out and move on. But – Taylor the poke and prod. You've, You're you welcome. Had, you asked me about You're it. You're welcome. You're I could welcome. go on forever. <laughs> He's a good interviewer. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, listen, I'll go. I'll, uh, I'll, you know, say my piece of the Red Sox. We're seeing some positive things. Uh, I actually watched them play a little bit the other day. JD night. had his first home run. Yep. That's positive to see. He's finally starting to figure it out. Um, another positive is we got this guy, Jonathan Adawaz who is a very young 22, 21-year-old. I'm glad uh, you're learning the names. Middle infielder. I know it took me a while. So these guys ain't so fucking bad after Hey, all. no, no, no. Those are the pitchers. I still don't know those guys. <laughs> this guy, he's... Well, dude, fuck the Red Sox, too, for not putting names on the back of their damn jerseys. I know, right? I watch the games. <laughs> Who's this guy? You gotta, watch, you gotta watch a road game, dude. <laughs> yeah. I get if you're a Red Sox fan, you know who the fuck they are, but if you're just a guy like me, just turn it on a random Sox game, I don't you have know. No idea. Yeah, yeah. No, there's too many new guys. Uh, Jonathan Arwaz, um, 
had his first major league hit recently. Yeah. And absolutely has been roping the ball, but like he's like hitting ropes to people. Right. Uh, but finally got his first hit. Um, and then like went on a streak of like getting two more hits in like the same game. Uh, so awesome for that kid, you know, first major league hit good for JD Martinez, figuring it out. Um, and then the other bright spot is Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo is performing and it's just awesome to see everything that like was promising about the kid is like initially, uh, let me preface that initially coming to fruition. Um, so it's just awesome to see him coming here and performing yeah, and enjoying himself. Cause backing up a little bit, you got Verdugo in trade with Mookie, who was supposed to be just a rental, even though he ended up signing long term. Right. So to know you, even though Mookie's gone forever at this point, it's nice to know you actually have a guy that has have some promising something. talent. Have something. And, and, you know, it was really cool that, you know, it gets brought up. Mookie gets brought up to him and everyone on the team all the time. Right. And Alex Verdugo was actually very blunt. He was like, I'm not Mookie Betts. I'm just me. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. It's a good attitude. Like, that's a good, that's a good mentality yeah. to, to have. Um, and, you know, he, in one game, hit two home runs and robbed a home run, basically won him the game. And, and so, like, just to see him coming into his own um, – it's just yeah, I'm really sure he's positive. got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because of it's, the just, it's just positive to see. So obviously our pitching still woeful. Um, I'm not like thinking we're gonna like make a playoff push or anything right now as it yeah. stands. If the offense gets going a little more, maybe who knows? But um, it's not looking great because the Tampa Bay Rays have our number right now. Um, but yeah, it, we're seeing positive signs in the offense, um, and honestly, that's just good to see for. <laughs> the future <laughs> let's be honest yeah. <laughs> we got for them cubbies best team in baseball by winning percentage absolutely so right hey, that's what matters right that yeah that's the most important <laughs> part so cubs are 11 and 3 be, so they've only played 14 games but that's because their entire weekend series with the cardinals got canceled because they're a bunch of fucks but you know so they won beat cleveland last night which up their winning percentage is 786 best in baseball um, as of last night, the Indians had never all season long has not give up more than four runs a game. Cubs had six on them by the sixth inning and ended up winning seven to one. So that's promising. So the offense has really started to come into it. Hayward hit a three run bomb and had another RBI to tack on. So his bat was good. Um, it's always a good sign when Hayward's joined the party. Yeah, if Hayward's hitting, that's usually good. Yeah, and on top of that, Ian Happ is raking too he's batting 325 on the year right now and that's a guy we really needed to get going he's probably going to be our everyday center fielder from here on out because Al Moore is just that experiment's done he's just not I say Hap is a pretty safe bet for you know not like forever forever but he's a pretty good piece to have for I don't know three five years yeah and he's a switch hitter which that's nice to have in the lineup and then our pitching like out of our starting pitching we've had one bad start all year that was the last, the fourth game. We beat the Royals three out of four. Very last game, Chatwood just he went just wasn't on his stuff. Nothing was breaking well. Couldn't really get the zone. I think he gave up like six or seven earned runs in like two innings. Like the game was over by the second inning. And those games happen. No matter how good oh, yeah. you are, they do happen. And that's our only bad start from a starter so far this year. And I think one thing to point out is. 
I feel like every single year for like ever since the Cubs won the World Series, Lester's getting old. What are you gonna do about Lester? You know he's not gonna be there forever. He's not young anymore. Blah blah Dude's blah. Dude's still bringing blah, it. Fucking blah. He's fucking started three games this year. He's two and zero. Got a one point eight ERA, a WHIP of zero point six five with seventeen or nine strikeouts and seventeen innings pitch. The dude's still a fucking ace. He's still bringing it. I don't give a shit. He's thirty six years old. I don't care. He's probably the greatest free agent signing in Chicago Cubs history, and he's still fucking unbelievable. And that's because he's not a guy with a big arm that's going to throw a lot of gas. He paints the corners. As long as he control, keeps painting control, the, control. Yeah, as long as he can use that cutter and keep painting the corners, he can pitch till he's fucking forty. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we're good. We're looking good. I don't. Know. I can tell you, I'm ready for him to cool off a little bit. No, don't throw no water on my squad. We need to. As bad as the Reds are, they're only like four games back. I think four, four and a half, four and a half now. But we still have three games to make up too. Yeah, I know. So it's. I just need them against to, the Cardinals team. It's going to have to play like 160 games in three days by the end of the year. <laughs> right. but we got another. You know. We got another series coming up here later this month. The, the Cardinals are going to start playing triple headers. Cubbies. What's shitty to me, and I'm gonna go on a little bit of rant here. So the Cardinals were already gonna have to play like something like 58 games in 53 days or some shit. Correct. Before the Cubs uh, series got canceled, that gets canceled, and then I, I think I'm going on a limb here. I'm not fact checking this. I think they're supposed. Let me check. Are they playing tonight? Well, they were supposed to play the Phillies, I think. Right? Correct. No, Pirates. They're in a series with the Pirates. Also postponed because they still got fucking positive cases. So they've come to a point where they're like, there's no way they're going to play their whole schedule. They can't. It's just not possible. Well, if they go on to get a high enough winning percentage to get into the playoffs, that's fucking bullshit. That's going to be a lot. Because that team has been rested for two fucking weeks. Everybody else gets 10 days off the entire fucking year, and they've already had more than 10 games off just now, even if they had to play – Every game the rest of the year, it's not everybody – like, nobody else should have to be put on the back burner and be fucked out of the playoffs because the Cardinals couldn't follow pro. Trust in this. Karma. You, you got to let the baseball karma yeah, kind of come into and, play. Like, the the <laughs> the aura of, of baseball is not going to let that happen. Right. I, I do agree with that. And it – I don't know, just – in the back, it's in the back of my mind. Oh yeah, and I, just, it's if they get in the playoffs, I'm going to be so fucking pissed because they've had more time off than any fucking team in baseball right now, and they should not be able to benefit from their own team's mistakes. Oh yeah, that's just horseshit. Hundred percent agree. And that's all I got to say about that. So fuck them. Well, let's do a seamless transition to Turner's trivia. trivia. What we got this week? We're going to do a little rapid fire trivia rapid here. Rapid fire. Let's go. Okay. Rapid fire. I'm going to give you a, like, a thing here. Bang, bang. Whoa, what kind of thing? <laughs> give me a thing, boy. We're going to find out. Got some holes so, in this head. I'm going to give you 40 seconds. Nah, let's go to 30. That's, that's not very rapid. 30 seconds. Okay. But you have to name... The World Series winners out of the last 10 years. 30 seconds. Wait, in the last 10 years? Yep. Tell me when. You can do this like a team thing. All right. Ready? Yep. And go. Nationals. Yep. Red Sox. Yep. Astros. Astros. Cubs. Cubs. 
15. We hit this recently. We uh, couldn't Royals, remember 15. Royals. Yes, Royals. Uh, Giants three fucking times. So that's Does oh, so that give you eight? Yeah, that's eight total. Um, who else? Did that reset? No, no it'll, you're we on. got like eight seconds. We got eight. Uh, oh, eight. fuck. Uh, Cardinals. Wait, 10. How long are we going back? Well, 10 years. Let's just say, fuck. Well, I'll give it to you because Yankees the Giants had like the Giants Yankee had like three 09. of them. Yeah, the Giants were three of them. You named all the teams. You just didn't get all the years. Okay. So was it 2010 to 20? So it'd have 10, been two, it'd have been 10 to 19. Okay. So or 10 to 19. So Giants were 10. 11 was Cardinals. 12 was Giants. 13. Wh- that should be a given. 13. Oh, Red Sox. 13 was Red Sox. Yes. 14 Giants. 15 Royals, 16 Cubs, 17 Astros, 18 Red Sox, 19 Nationals. That's it. Bam, yeah. let's go, baby. Killed Come it. on, give me some. I thought we were, when you said 10 years. You were thinking of 10 different teams? No, we've only had 2019. So I thought Yankee, Yankees well, won in 09. Well, 10 to 9. 10 to 9, 10 to 9 is 10, 10 years. Right, right, right. right. But I like actual that. 10. So this one we're going to have fun with. I'll give you 10 seconds. Oh, I'm going to give you a div- – no, nah, let's make it seven seconds. Seven seconds. Shit. I'm going to give you – I can't even, like, think what I'm having for dinner in fucking seven <laughs> This is what seconds. makes it hard. Okay. Seven seconds. I'm going to give you a random division. You have to name all teams in that division I in seven seconds. I can't do that seconds. in seven seconds. Seven seconds? That's horseshit. I can't – oh, motherfucker. All right, let me know. It's not that hard. All right. It is when you go it, to yeah. All right, we'll crunch. do ten. We'll do ten. I think I should have 20. Twenty's a lot. <laughs> all right, ten's cool. <laughs> Um. Uh, ready? When I, I'll give you the division, then we can start. Yeah, they'll start it. Mm-hmm. AL Central. Twins. White Sox. Royals. White Sox. Tigers. Tigers. Indians. Got it. Boom. Let's see, it's it not six. see. We I, I told you seven. That's why I wanted to go seven. Did it in six. I don't care. You're still only doing ten. All right, and in the East. You know, uh, Braves, Mets, Mets Phillies, Marlins, Marlins, Braves, and did we name them all? Braves, Mets, oh, Marlins, Braves. Phillies. Yeah, two. No, you're missing one. Braves, <clears throat> Mets, Marlins, Phillies. There it is. Who is it? Braves, Mets, Marlins, Phillies. <laughs> the 2019 World Series champions. <laughs> oh, <Nets>. Nationals. <laughs> Damn it. Let's go for another one here. All right. In a West, go. Padres, Padres Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Diamondbacks. It's Giants. Giants. And there's one more. One. Fuck. I missed it. Why do we get that one every time? We hit on them. This episode of the podcast for a good little bit. Uh, Padres, Diamondbacks, Dodgers. I'm fucking. Oh, Rockies. Rockies. There it is. (laughs) Ready? Yep. Got another one? Hey, Elise, go. Red Sox, Blue Jays, Orioles, Yankees. Rays. Rays. Whoa. There you you saved me with that last one. <laughs> I was going to let you have that one. <laughs> NL Central, go. Cubs, Pirates, Brewers, Cardinals. Reds. Reds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, still get, I didn't still know if I had to save you there or not. Yeah. You froze. I was like, ah. Well, you know. Last one. All right. AL West, go. Astros, Astros Angels, Angels, A's, Mariners, Mariners, and shit. Shit. No. 
Who? Rangers. Yeah, Rangers. Rangers. Those fucking Rangers. <laughs> that, was, that was quick. It's, t- it's hard when it's quick. I know. Change it, it up tough. a little bit. That's my right. stuff. That's it. Hell yeah. I like that. That was fun. Got my blood pumping a little bit. Yeah. It makes you think real fast. Yeah, it's good. Good critical thinking there. All right. Do we have anything for this weekend baseball? baseball. So I ain't got anything good and witty this time. This is kind of just a little bit of stats for you. Okay. So Taylor's favorite mythical creature, the baby Ruth. Oh, babe Ruth. So it's Better kind of, candy bar than he is a player. Yeah. There's kind of a question <laughs> for you guys, too. So on this day, shit, I had the date, and now I don't. Hold on. I'm going to have to pull the date back up. Well, it's the 12th. Well, I mean the year. Gotcha. Because I'm an idiot. And yeah, okay. Well, August 11th, 1929. Gotcha. Babe Ruth hit his 500th home run. Okay. Clearly, nobody prior to that had hit 500. It was even close. Mm-hmm. They did it against the Cleveland Indians off of Willis Herdland, uh, which was his first pitch of the second inning. Hit it over the right field fence, recorded his 500th home run. So, that, obviously, the Bambino was number one overall. The number two... On all-time home run list at that time was a Philly by the name of Cy Williams. Any guesses on how many home runs he had? At that time? Yep. At so time. At, at the time that he hit his 500. Yep. 337. 313. 237. Babe Ruth had more than oh, double. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, so close. I said, well, not close, Kinda. close, but like. Right. <laughs> and then something a little more recent, which it's. Don't call me biased. It's about the Cubs. That just proves that he wasn't real. <laughs> yeah. True. This is worth mentioning. So David Bodie. The uh, boat. The boat. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember his walk-off Grand Salami. Mm-hmm. So this was the anniversary. It was Grand Salami against the Nats. It was a walk-off Grand Slam, and it's the first one ever. Obviously, the bases were loaded, down to the last out, and the team was down by three runs. So the Cubs were getting shut out three to nothing. Down to their last out, and he hits a four-run home run to win four to three. Only one getting in baseball history, out? huh? They were getting shut out. Yeah, it was three to nothing. <laughs> wow, it was three to nothing, and he hit a four-run walk-off grand slam to win the game. Only one in baseball history. It's a wow. shitty way to lose. Yeah. Welcome back, Wade Miley. Oh yeah, how many runs he gave up? Oh, uh, one. Just one. Yeah, but he threw thirty-four pitches in the first inning. Yikes! He, he sucks. Yeah, he won't be getting out of the second. Uh. Just fucking cut him. I kind of wish he was still Brewer. I wish he would just. I don't know. You need bullpen arms. You think he could come out of the pen? Yeah. Well, fuck. Might as That's well true. swap him and uh, that kid we're just talking about. Anton. Yeah. No, I'll swap. just put Mally and I'll put Mally in a spot. Oh, Mally not in the rotation anymore. He is now. Right. I don't know. That fucking the pairs like they're doing a fucking six man rotation now. <laughs> I'm just like. Oprah in it? Yeah. David. You get a start. You <laughs> get a start. You yes. get a start. Yes. Okay. All right, well, that being said, Blakey Biceps. Six feel four. Hold the what fuck up. The you about did it again. Did what? Final thoughts, bitches. I fucked that anyway. <laughs> I think you had a stroke. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you had a stroke in the I middle. <laughs> I did. I'm still singing that fucking Cardi B song right now. What did say? Six, four, three. The guy's a whores in his house. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, Make sure you use your words, though. Yeah. So yeah, we're Cubs playing Indians. 
Had to remind them that they blew a 3-1 lead in the 2016 World Series. Of course. They actually reached out on Twitter and says, yeah, Cubs, we know. Like, you want to fucking fucking remind us. And I just want to remind you, Indians fans, the Cubs don't bring that shit up every day. Only when we're playing your fucking asses. And they won the World Series on a Wednesday night. Tonight, Wednesday night. You know who pitched game seven? Kyle Hendricks. Guess who's on the mound tonight? Kyle Hendricks. It's meant to be. Cubs winning tonight. They're already up 1-0. Anthony Rizzo with a home run. That is my final thought. I hope the midges don't come out and fuck it for us, but that seems to be a job of Chamberlain problem. <laughs> Ethan, final thought. You know, you're talking about the Cubs trolling them on Twitter. Oh, that was a good one. The Reds, I think, have had the best troll on Twitter so far this year. I agree. They go to Cleveland, take a picture of Cleveland, put it on Twitter, and said, Cleveland. So good, LeBron left twice. <laughs> yeah, but what was, the, what was the Indians' reply? It was they said something about, yeah, and how's the Cincinnati basketball team doing or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm like, you, you fucking take the L and go on. <laughs> but uh, final thoughts, Reds, bullpen, get it figured the fuck out. Um, Wade Miley, obviously, is trash. Fucking dump his ass. Uh, David Bell, get rid of him. Uh, Suarez, get it figured the fuck out. Votto get it figured. Well, I can't say Votto. Votto's doing all right. Walk off last. He had night. a walk off last night. So I really want whole team just needs park. to get it figured the fuck out. Yeah, almost did. Yeah, it was close. Hit the hit the yellow padding. Um, I want to see Charlie Blackman hit four hundred. Can't wait for Lariano to come back. Watch the A's ball out. Fuck Garrett Cole and the Yankees. True. And fucking Tatis. Anything about Tatis? Nah, we we sucked his dick enough tonight. Definitely did. Yeah. Uh, but all the way to the tonsils. That's it. For me. Hell wrapped yeah. up. Taylor. Put a Trojan on that thing. Final Wrap it thoughts. Up. Cap it, bitch. Let's go. Um, if you haven't listened to Cardi B Mega Stallion WAP, please do it now. It stands for wet ass pussy if you do You will know. not regret it. Watch the video too. It's kinda Well, watch the video before you listen to the song. <laughs> you you will enjoy it. Yes. Um let's see. You know, not too much baseball-wise for me as um, I'm hitting, like, this cruise control of just, like, riding with the, the wave of the Red Sox. Just riding with the wave of the Red Sox. 18 games, uh, and we're already I there. will say, like, uh, I, I really feel for Andrew Benatendi right now. Dude is struggling and just went on injured list. So it's just, it's rough. I tweeted uh, before the season started, he had his hair out. You know, he grew it back out. The old school Benny Bison. Yeah, absolutely. Benny was like back. He he's single. He you know. So I was like, damn, single, long hair. It's COVID. Benny's back. COVID season. He can't even go out and chase tail. Man. And um, it's just sad. Maybe that's why. I yeah, I don't know. It's, Maybe once the hey, shit ends, it's hurting me inside. It really is. Somebody bull derm this shit and get them a fucking slump buster. Yes. Where is the team slump buster? Because if you're it hurts, man. Because if you're on a dry spell and you're playing baseball, that's gonna that's gonna lower the average on the field and off the field. He um, he's hurting my heart. So I just want to say best wishes to my guy, Benny Biceps, Benny Butt Cheeks, Andrew Benatendi. We gotta figure it out. We gotta get this thing rolling. Cardi B, you need to get that wet ass pussy up to Boston. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> well, based off of what she says in that song, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if Benny's. I don't know if Benny's gonna stand a chance. He might have to wear a mask. <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> I never snitch on Daddy. Six four three podcast out.
Okay, so Nicki Minaj. Fake. No, no, no. I'm not oh. there yet. Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Megan The Stallion. Fuck one, kill one, marry one. Hmm. What, did you just go Nicki, Cardi, Meg? Nicki, Cardi, Meg. Those three. Fuck one, kill one, marry one. Okay. Mary Cardi because she's got more money probably by now. Um, fuck Megan the Stallion and kill Nicki Minaj. You hate Nicki that bad? She's just irrelevant well, right see, now. Like I don't hate Nicki, but I think I agree. I'm just kind of like, eh, you're you're out of the picture right now. She needs to drop a a banger. Yeah. So, All right, I'm gonna fuck Nicki because I've always thought she was a freak, and I'm gonna marry Cardi because she's got money. She used to be a stripper too. That's cool. And then, sorry, I don't really know Megan The Stallion other than this song. So, she's whack. She's bad bitch. Is she?